Welcome to Health Data Talks, where industry experts offer bite-sized tips and trends for managing legacy data. Thanks for joining us. I'm Shannon Larkin from Harmony Healthcare IT. And today I'm talking to Dr. Mark Krischeff, who is an emergency physician and clinical informaticist at St. Joseph Health System in Indiana. Thanks for being here, Dr. Krischeff. Thank you very much. Yeah, so you work in the ER. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about your background and career? Yeah, I did a residency in emergency medicine, have been board certified in emergency medicine for 20 odd years. And I've been doing informatics for about 15 years. I was a medical director for a local health information exchange, and I helped our hospital with a transition to physician order entry and more recently with a transition from Cerner EHR to Epic EHR. Perfect. Thanks for sharing that. And I know that I enjoyed meeting you at Hims a few months back when you came to our booth, and I'm glad you could carve out some time to talk to us today. So as you know, Harmony Healthcare IT is a data management firm, and a big part of what we do is exactly what you just talked about. We help provider organizations when they're making a new system transition. So I figured that's what we could focus our discussion on today. You know, just generally speaking, it's about the migration or archival of legacy data when a hospital moves to Epic or Cerner or Meditech, whatever it might be. So when that happens, it just displaces whatever EHR they had before and any other kind of ancillary systems like those in the ER, right? So does that that sounds familiar based on what you just said about your transition? Yeah, that's exactly why... I stopped by your booth because our hospital health system had just made a transition, as I said, and I found that the access to the legacy data was a little bit weak in our particular scenario. So I can identify with that process quite personally. Yeah. So with that in mind, I liked our discussion because you were sharing some of the clinical situations, which is why I thought it would be a good idea for us to talk. So could you start out just maybe with an example or what comes to mind when you think of where legacy data might need to be accessed by you in the emergency room? You know, in the emergency department, we are often are working very quickly with patients who are unable to respond to us and to relay their medical history. You know, we don't have long relationships with our patients, like a family doctor who, you know, knows Mrs. Jones and knows everything about her last 20 years of healthcare. So it's important, it's urgent that we understand what kind of complex medical diagnoses the patients have. And, you know, there are a lot of reasons why people aren't able to share that information. It could be cognitive deficit, dementia, or they're unresponsive, they're under the influence of mind-altering substances, other psychosocial limitations, or just poor healthcare literacy. So that's kind of why it's really important for us to be able to get hold of some of this stuff. Totally makes sense. Now, and then there are obviously situations where the patient is responsive. What are some other examples then where access to legacy data might be really valuable? So the perfect example is when you get a result that's abnormal. And sometimes it's chronically abnormal. It's been abnormal for five years. And sometimes it's acutely abnormal. And the last five years, it was normal. So that's the big picture. So, you know, CT scans, we hate to have to repeat a CT scan if 
there was a CT scan in the legacy record that can answer the question clinically we need to answer. You know, repeat CT scans not only are expensive, they can increase the risk of some kinds of cancer. Other things super, super valuable is an old history and physical, an old admission note, an old operative note, an old discharge summary from a hospitalization. If you don't have that, you're starting from scratch. And sometimes you can really miss a lot of important information when you're trying to care for the patient, you know, in the here and now. Right. That makes sense. And those are good examples of how important that historical information can be at the time of care. And I know that when you and I talked, we also talked about non-clinical data, which I thought was interesting from your perspective. So what about this, you know, non-clinical data and a use case that might be particularly helpful there? Yeah, sure. So our health system, we have in our community, I should say, we have several different health systems and those health systems have different call groups. And, you know, this surgical group is covered by that doctor and this gastrointestinal group is covered by another provider. And so knowing who is responsible for the care of that patient is really important. You know, a lot of health systems don't want their patients referred outside their health system. They want the patient to be, as they say, sticky to their health system. And if somebody hasn't been to the hospital for two or three years, but they had been seen by one of these health systems, access to the old data provides us with the ability to look and say, oh, it looks like you were with you know, the Wilson group and we can contact them to provide you with care now. One of the non-clinical bits of information that's really important is who is the provider that's responsible for a particular patient? You know, we always have on-call lists, but in our community, we have several different health systems. And within the health systems, we have several different physician groups. So if an orthopedic doctor from one system is not on call, but the patient has been cared for by another provider, those health systems want their providers to continue to provide care. So accessing data from two years ago or three years ago will say, oh, you know, it was Dr. Jones who did your right hip surgery. Now that you have a left broken hip, let me call Dr. Jones's partner and not call some other health systems provider. And that provides a stickiness for the health systems that is really important for maintaining their patients within their health system. Yeah, for sure it does. And I'm sure the review of those records also helps you provide better care, right? Absolutely. So the clinical information helps me. And in some ways, some of that non-clinical information helps the other providers that I call, my consultants that I call from the emergency department. That's right. So your health system recently went through a system transition, you said, I think from Cerner to Epic. Do you have any advice for clinicians or just other provider organizations that are moving in that direction when it comes to this question of data and access? Well, I would say that spend some good amount of time thinking about how you as a provider are going to access the old data. You don't want to have to log on to several different apps to get access to the data. You know, these days with our transition, sometimes I have to log on to a health information exchange to get old data. I even sometimes get old data by fax still, which seems really antiquated and it's really inefficient and it doesn't work after hours. So my advice is don't neglect a long conversation and committing some resources to good access to the legacy data. Yeah, it makes sense. And that's what we do every day is, you know, just talk to organizations about how we can streamline it. You know, you you make a move to 
a new EHR and get everything in one place. And what we want to do is go out and help consolidate all of that legacy data into one place, even make it available through single sign-on so it's fully integrated. So if you're in Epic or Cerner or Meditech and you need to access that legacy record, you're more like a click away than like you say, a fax away or a call away. Yeah, for sure. And you know, when I was at Hims, I stopped by a lot of the booths of the companies that provide resources to maintain legacy data. And there are a lot of different ways to do it. And that's the conversation you need to have with your IT team and with your medical staff about what they want to have access to and how many flips and twists are they going to be willing to do to get to that legacy data. Yeah, it was so nice to meet you there. And thanks for for taking us up on our invitation to join us. I know it was a quick conversation, but it's so nice for our audience to hear a clinical perspective. So I appreciate the discussion. Well, thanks for having me. It was a nice conversation. To our audience, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to join us next time for more meaningful discussion around the management of legacy health data. That's it for this session of Health Data Talks. Check out helpful resources at HarmonyHIT.com and follow us in your favorite podcast app to catch future episodes. We'll see you next time.